Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Thursday, January 11th, 2024. This is edition number 19 as we are still dealing with uh, the book of uh, Deuteronomy. This uh, season 9, edition number 19, as we look at the book of Deuteronomy. Today we're in chapter 19. Let's pray first before we consider just very briefly this 19th chapter. Father, as we look at your word again today, we ask for your grace, your help, your strength, that your spirit would guide our thoughts, that we would be attentive to that which we read and that which we hear. We pray that we would see the kindness of our God in this chapter. We would see his mercy. We would see his justice as displayed in the giving of these cities of refuge Help us now, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 19, I'm just going to read the first three verses. When the Lord your God cuts off the nations whose land the Lord your God has given you, and you dispossess them and dwell in their cities and in their houses, you shall set apart three cities for yourselves in the land that the Lord your God has given you to possess. You shall measure the distances and divide into three parts the area of the land that the Lord your God gives you as a possession so that any manslayer can flee to them. Now, Moses is here dealing with the Sixth Commandment. And just to remind you, when we're talking about this section of the moral law, we're in that section that deals with love towards neighbor or love towards others. The Sixth Commandment, Deuteronomy 5, verse 17, you shall not murder. Now here we have a situation in which a man, he's known as a manslayer. Uh, that is to say, he's not a murderer in the sense of premeditated murder. He has accidentally murdered somebody. There's been some accident of some nature. And this person is now under the possibility of people taking matters into their own hands and seeking vengeance against this one that has done this, this, this deed. And so God in his justice gives to the people of God these three cities by which they can dwell. Now, there's some discussion, of course, as to the cities of refuge as highlighted here in Deuteronomy 19, as well as then those cities of refuge that we see expanded in the Canaan conquest in the book of Joshua. One commentator puts it this way when he says these verses complement the setting apart of cities of refuge in Transjordan, that's across the Jordan, and relate to post-conquest settlements in their land. The purpose and accessibility of the cities of refuge is to ensure justice for a manslayer who might otherwise be vulnerable to vengeance from the avenger of blood. That is, someone from the victim's family. Verse 5 gives one example of manslaughter for which this provision applies. The law clearly distinguishes between manslaughter, which is unpremeditated, and murder that did not deserve to die. The death penalty does not apply for manslaughter. So verse 5 of the text tells us, as when someone goes into the forest with his neighbor to cut wood and his hand swings so that the axe to cut down a tree and the head slips from the handle and strikes his neighbor so that he dies, he may flee to one of these cities and live. This is obviously an accident. The person was not intending to break the sixth commandment. They did not have that as their goal. It was not in their heart, as it were, to kill their brother, but yet a death has occurred. And so vengeance is always the possibility from other people, especially from family members. And so this city, these cities are set apart that a man can find true justice by fleeing to these cities. Now, in the book of Joshua, there are particular rules and 
that establish uh, how that is to be done. Uh, but for now, it's enough to say that God in his justice, even in, in the exacting of his laws, and especially the Sixth Commandment, and the violation of the Sixth Commandment, assigns to the people here these three cities. Now notice, uh, they are measured in distance. They are divided into three equal parts. Uh, that means that God is being fair in the sense that it, it, it creating an accessibility uh, to the one who is fleeing the avenger of blood. In other words, he's got three separate options. Depending on where he is in, this, in the nation, he can go to the nearest one. And so there's a certain sense in which God understands the reality of travel in those days. And uh, we take it for granted, of course, in our day, we jump in a car, we can drive 100 miles, no big deal. But to walk 100 miles is a whole nother uh, discussion. And so God... It tells Moses, when you cut off the nations whose land the Lord your God has given you, and you dispossess them and dwell in their cities and their houses, you shall set apart three cities for yourselves in the land that the Lord your God has given you uh, to possess. And so it's very important that we see the justice of God, his hand of justice here, that um, justice is to be done fairly. It is to be done uh, righteously. Um, it would not be just to uh, exact the death penalty against a man who commits manslaughter or un, uh, unpremeditated uh, murder. Um, and, and again, there are rules that govern it. Um, uh, some of them are given uh, there in this section going all the way down into verse uh, 13. There are some laws here in this chapter re related to, again, your neighbor shall not move your neighbor's landmark, which the men of old have set, and the inheritance that you will hold in the land that your Lord your God has given you to possess. In other words, those boundary lines that mark off the various property lines of one another, you, you should not supposed to move them so that you might create more property for yourself and hinder your neighbor, steal from your neighbor. There's also laws in this chapter concerning witnesses as well. It's not a lengthy chapter, but beginning in verse 15 all the way through the end of the chapter, we have various laws that relate to testimony um, against somebody who's been accused. Note verse 15, a single witness shall not suffice against a person for any crime or for any wrong in connection with any offense that he has committed. Only on the evidence of two witnesses or of three witnesses shall a charge be established. Um, if a malicious witness arises to accuse a person of wrongdoing, then both parties to the dispute shall appear before the Lord, before the priests and the judges who are in office in those days. The judges shall inquire diligently, and if the witness is a false witness and has accused his brother falsely, then you should do to him as he had meant to do to his brother. Okay, so this is bearing false witness. This is the ninth commandment that is in view here. And so it's important that as witnesses to a particular issue, we tell the truth and we do it fairly. We are not to be malicious in our testimony, but we are to fairly and justly give testimony against anybody who has done wrong. Of course, if you don't, then the punishment that, was, that you were seeking out on another will now come to you as a breaker of the ninth commandment. So these are some of sundry laws that God establishes here. Moses uh, borrowing uh, or expositing from the sixth commandment and early part of chapter 19, the ninth commandment there at the end of the chapter. Again, Moses continues this sermon uh, on the Ten Commandments. 
Well, I trust these times are helpful. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Friday edition, when we take up uh, chapter uh, 20, uh, may the Lord help you today. May you strive to serve him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God bless.